Welcome to Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Your hosts, B&M General Manager Kevin Jean and Daiwa Ranger Pro Staffer Steve Graff will keep you up to date on what's happening on the best lakes in the Arklatex region. With a primary focus on Sam Rayburn and Toledo Bim, two guys who have fished at a high level with Pro-Am experience with ABA, BFLs, Toyota Series, and BASS Opens. Anglers with a wealth of knowledge and willing to share. So pull up a chair kick back and see why so many anglers watch tackle talk live here are your hosts kevin jean and steve graff welcome to tackle talk live i'm your 13 fishing pro staffer steve graff along with vnm general manager kevin jean and kevin i'm up here in the washita mountains of oklahoma and <laughs> It is beautiful up here. There's a nice little, you know, little crispness to the air. It's got a, uh, it's about in the upper 50s in the mornings, and then it warms up into the low, low 80s in the afternoon. So, but it's been great. I mean, we've been up here since last Saturday, coming home tomorrow, and uh, but it's been a great trip up here in Oklahoma. The Washtenaw Mountains are always a great place to go. No, oh, I, I I know you're up there where it's a lot cooler than it is down here, at least in the morning times anyway. So I know you're in, enjoying Now, I tell you what, Steve, after the show, we're going to have to reach out to Hook Fishing because we're both repping uh, yeah. the hook head here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and Kevin, this is this is really one of my favorite times of the year. Fall fishing for me, I, it just, I don't know if it fits my style or whatever I like to do, but Man, it's just, I love this time of year. Number one, the lakes aren't as crowded. A lot of people hunting. They're already in the woods, uh, especially bow hunters. You got gun season right around the corner. You got duck season coming up. Guys are working on blinds. I mean, it's just, it just it takes people away from the lake a little bit. It takes a lot of the pressure off the fish, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Steve. This is definitely, uh, I would say, my favorite time as well. Uh, it's not too cold yet, and the yeah. fish are you know setting up ways I like to fish. Uh, some really good grass over there on Sam Raper. Now, Sam Raper's down a little bit. We're going to talk about yeah. that a little bit here today, but Steve, it's getting pretty low over there. I didn't hear of any bad things, you know, anybody, uh, you know, anything anything shallow over there this past yeah. weekend, but uh, we'll dive into a little bit more of that as well. But a lot of lakes, Toledo Bend's starting to get low as well. Yeah, yeah. Be careful out there, guys, because, uh, and there's no rain in the, no major rain in the forecast anytime soon. So over the next, I think, 10 days, maybe you think next Saturday, there's a chance of rain, 50%, whatever it is. But uh, other than that, that's about all we got coming our way. But uh, today on Tackle Talk Live, we're going to visit with the Sealy Shootout winner. We got Brandon Hohenstein uh, coming on as he reeled in the big fish of the tournament with a 1030 hammer. Uh, we'll also go over that event, and we'll have the results of the BASS Open, uh, Central Open on Hartwell, along with Bass Champs Team Championship. We'll go over those results that was held this past weekend on the mighty Red River. Uh, we'll also try to give, I'll try to give you a preview of what anglers can expect at the final Central Open coming up at Sam Rayburn in two weeks. As Kevin's alluded to, the lake's a little low. Don't look for any more rain to come in between now and then. Uh, how's it going to affect those guys? Well, Keith Poche, will he close the door on his first angler of the year for the Open Series? And he's got a 39-point lead, Kevin, going into that final event. Yeah, and, and Steve, really that last Open to me is going to be your grass guys versus your deep guys. Uh, yeah. It's what it's going to come down to. And maybe even somebody mixing it up. So there's a lot of different things going on with Sam Raven right now, a lot of different ways to catch them. 
so it's going to be interesting to hear and see uh, how it all plays out. Because we got a little cold snap coming too for these guys for the open as well. Um, also, you know, talking to Brandon today, we're going to hear how he caught it. Steve, let me tell you, I talked to him earlier. I talked to him about an hour ago. Got his story. Very interesting story from Brandon. Basically, his first time to ever fish 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 the lake. He was there once six years ago. Showed up Saturday morning, went fishing. He has no idea where he was at. Has no idea where he caught the fish at. It's a really cool story to hear. So y'all got to stay tuned for that. And before we get to that, we're going to take our first break. And uh, when we return, we'll talk with this guest that Kevin's got us lined up with, Brandon Holstein. Uh, you're watching Tackle Talk Live. We'll be right back. Toledo Health is a full-service primary and acute care clinic. Nurse practitioners Jarrett Rule and Melissa Vines bring quality health care that's needed and convenient to the area. Whether it's a stomach virus or a hook in your hand, Toledo Health Care will try and meet all your health care needs. Appointments available and walk-ins are always welcome. So the next time you're feeling down at Toledo Bend, stop by Toledo Health Care. Located on Highway 6, just south of Toledo Town, or you can call 318-508-5323. For all your boating needs, check out Shreveport's newest marine dealer, The Boat Shop. Raymond Kidd and his great staff will take care of all your engine repair needs or anything else that needs fixing. A certified Yamaha Mercury dealer, they carry two of the best fishing boats on the market from Sea Ark and Camus. The Boat Shop is never short on trade-ins as they're always willing and able to make you the best deal possible. Looking for great boat accessories? They're a full support garment and Minn Kota dealer. So the next time you're in the market for a new or used boat, Boat, or maybe you just need to service the boat you have, let the boat shop fix you up. To learn more, call 318-402-0399 or go to ShreveportBoatShop.com. The next time you're on I-49, just south of Natchitoches, Louisiana, stop by Cypress Knee Outdoors. A store within a store, Cypress Knee is located inside 3J's 4-Way. Whether you need gas, food, or drinks, they have it. While you're there, check out Cypress Knee Outdoors and pick up whatever hunting or fishing tackle you need. Top name brands like Strike King, Santones, Pro, or the number one soft plastics made, V&M. On the hunting side, they carry guns from Mossberg, Winchester, and Remington. Plus, they've got a great supply of ammunition. Let John Abram and his staff show you everything Cypress Knee has to offer. Located just one mile east of 127 on I-49 or call 318-238-HUNT. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Hey, we're live, Steve. Are we ready? Yes, we're live. Oh, okay. Welcome. <laughs> Didn't hear the countdown from James. Uh, you're watching Tackle Talk Live. Thank you for tuning us in today. This segment presented by Toledo Health, the boat shop, 3J's 4-Way, home of Cypress Knee Outdoors, and on the boat shop hotline we've got from Aubrey, Texas, the one, the man, the myth, the guy that is one. A lot of money this past weekend over on Sam Rayburn. Brandon Hohenstein. Brandon, how you doing, bud? I'm doing a lot better today than I was last week. <laughs> Brandon, are we saying that last name correct? How do you say it? Hohenstein? Sounds like you guys are saying it right. Close enough. I've heard it oh. in many different ways. Okay. Hohenstein. Okay, we got it. We got you right now. Well, uh, Brandon, you came in with a 1030 
you know, and Kevin's just kind of told me uh, off there that uh, this is your first trip to Sam Rayburn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the one other trip was years ago and I don't even think I got to actually be on a boat on the lake. Uh, it was just kind of a family trip. So the first, first time there for me and my buddy that was fishing with me. So it was a new experience. So, so where exactly are you from, Brandon? Uh, so it's north of Dallas, just about 45 minutes north of Dallas called Aubrey. It's, uh, just east of Denton, probably northwest, uh, northern and west of Dallas, if you will, about 45 minutes. So what, I mean, you've never, you haven't been to Raven really fishing ever. So what brought up, we're going down to fish the Steely Splash on the, on a lake I've never been to. What, what brought this about? Oh, man, I love the Bob Seeley tournaments. I've been doing them since I was a stinking freshman in high school out there at Lake Fork. And I always do Lake Fork. And, you know, I've, uh, the boat that I bought last year just wasn't ready for that tournament. And I've been planning this one for about seven months. I said, no matter what, I'm tired of not catching fish out there at Lake Fork. I'm going to do this uh, Sam Rayburn tournament and uh, kind of switch it up. So me and my buddies decided we were going to go out there and do that and make it kind of a family trip, too. So I took the the wife and the kids and we just buttoned up and went out there i, I would say that was a good decision yes exactly yeah. and uh Brandon, give us real quick a little insight on the, the the bait you were throwing were you deep were you in a brush top were you fishing grass just kind of give us a little detail of how you caught the big fish man we didn't really know where to go we moved up in the we, we were fishing a cove on the uh uh windward side and where everybody was tucked up out of the wind and there was like 40 boats up in there and me and my buddy got up on the front and threw probably three or four casts running some grass and but you know what man there's probably been 700 uh chatterbaits run by this same exact spot with how many boats are in here let's run over to the other side where the wind's coming in at just to get away from all these boats nobody's gonna want to really deal with that i've got you know spot lock and everything i was like i'll just go over there we went over there and kind of did the same thing, fishing seven to eight foot, just trying to find anything. And we were actually getting ready to leave that spot because we didn't like it. So I had pulled the trolling motor out of the water and we we're just kind of drifting there. And then I was like, you know what, let me sit here and look at my charts here for a second, see if I can find anything interesting. And zoomed in on a submerged bridge and a creek that ran together out there in about 17, 18 foot of water. I said, you know what, let's go putt-putt over there in the same cove and see what that looks like and graft it man it looked awesome there's fish all over it and all kinds of different there's grass on one side of it and rock piles on another there was a truck up on the middle of the bridge it was a really cool spot to fish so we we ended up sitting there and throwing some baits at it and uh now now, now now brandon so you graft over it i'm assuming down scan side scan uh now i'm assuming when you set up are you live scoping are you, yeah, are you live scoping the boat? I had live scope on it. Okay. I side scanned it first just to kind of find it, and then I got on panoptics and uh, really started detailing what it looked like, kind of orientating where, where the bridge is at and all that. Were you able to actually target this fish, or was it just a group of fish down there and you got the right one? So this fish, I haven't had – live scope enough i only had it for a few weeks but i actually saw this fish and two others about the same size sitting on the back side of the pylon and it was 
it was such a big mark that I I didn't know if it was an actual fish or if it was something coming off the side of that pylon, uh, like some structure. But running that bait over top of it, every every time I threw the same cast four times, and every time I threw that that cast, I could see that there was a reaction coming from them fish. So I was really trying to fire them up. So I just kept on throwing the same cast and ended up paying off. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was amazing, man. It was a really cool experience, especially trying to figure out that live scope. Looking at them, it was it was awesome. That cast before it. So, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Brandon. I'm I'm trying to get a grasp here. So you 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 seen the fish on the panoptics? You can see them down there, and you're throwing a yeah. crankbait. Yeah. So the way we we're fishing, we we're kind of fishing perpendicular to the bridge, and you could see the three pylons that go underneath of it you could see the side of the bridge and the top top was pure you know you, you could tell and then fish were sitting right below the top of the pylon so you could see them suspended in the middle of the bridge and every time i'd pop it over pop it over top of that side of that pylon on top of the bridge they would react to it so i just kept on throwing that same cast did you so, did you see it on your optics when the fish hit it? The ten pounder? Did you see him hit it? Not on the actual cast, no, because I wasn't. What had happened was I, I threw that same cast and the cast before it. They were sitting so close to that pylon that I would run, and I was running a, a six sense deep diving cloud twenty two crankbait. So, and that top of the bridge was only in I don't know ten or twelve foot of water, and they were sitting right on the backside of it. So I was feeling the whole top of the bridge. And then it would come up on that pylon, and it would get it kept on getting kind of stuck on that side. And uh, the the cast before it actually got hung up in that same spot, and thought I was going to break off, and then it it floated up out of it, and I went on, got that cast back in, and the next cast the same same exact thing happened. I you know it got got hung up right there before the where that uh, drop off was got hung up right there and as soon as i thought i was still hung i popped it off off where i got hung it came over top of the ledge so i wasn't actually looking at the panoptics but it would have been on the panoptic uh brandon, as soon as it popped up I'm, over the side it, it hammered it brandon a lot of these times in these kind of events especially in the sealy events the, the tournament's won usually in the first two hours of the whole tournament two day three day whatever the first day the first couple of hours is usually when the bigger fish come in was that the case in this deal, or was this middle of the day? Was it early morning, late in the day? What was it? It was uh, right towards the end of the day of the tournament. It was probably 12.30 that I caught that fish. And I, oh. uh, yeah, I mistakenly thought the last hour was over at 1 o'clock. I thought that was the last hour. So I, I actually have to apologize if you're listening, <laughs> Cody and Sam, for that ride in, because it was a wet, rough day out there, and I had that boat topped out about 65 going across. So they had a rough ride in. So did everybody. <laughs> uh, I, we, we've all been there, dude. We know what that's now, like. Yes. It was yes. Now that's day one. Get that boat in. Yeah. So that was now day that, one. Day one? Yeah, day one. End of day one, uh, one o'clock hours when I weighed that in. So, so Brandon, can I take us through? So you've got a whole other day to go through here. You're leading the event. Uh, the winner takes home a boat. Uh, and the fall shootout is not the payout of the regular tournaments. I mean, you know, second place, I think, was 2500 bucks. So there's a 
there's a big drop off there between first and second. So yeah. kind of take us through that night to get any sleep and the next day up until, uh, you know, scale is closed, kind of what you're going through. To, if y'all fish day two and just kind of take us through that night, day, day two. Oh man. Uh, so the night of man, I, I did sleep and that's just because I told myself getting off that lake, my buddies were like, what's wrong with you? You're not even that excited. I was like, man, Last year, 11-4 won it. I said, there's plenty of big fish. There's no way I'm going to win this tournament. And, uh, you know, I just kind of put that in my head. So I slept okay that night before. We just got ready for the day after. Woke up, was on a lake by 6, like we were the day before. Started hammering it out. And then I would say about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, it really started to hit me that I was still in the lead. And I, I was physically ill. I couldn't. My buddy was kept on asking, you all right? And I would fish for about five or 10 minutes and then sit down for 15. Just felt like I was going to freaking pass out. Like, dude, I'm, well, I wish somebody would just take the lead from me so I could just <laughs> relax. And then, of course, Bob a really City, rough day. And Bob City doesn't make it any easier, does he? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. No. And I see, I'm looking at the, the top five here, Kevin. You know, Shane Calvert came in from Cold Spring, Texas with a 942. Taylor Reynolds, guy we both know, guy's been a great angler. He had a 924 to finish third. Joshua Price was fourth with a 915. And fifth was Lawrence Bias from Lufkin, Texas with a nine-pounder. Kevin, those weights, that, that really bodes well for Rayburn. I mean, that's impressive. Oh, they caught him. They caught him. There's no doubt about it. Brandon, how did day two fishing go? Especially on that on this bridge that you found. How did day two fishing go? Did y'all catch some more? Did you have any yeah. way in? Yeah. Yeah, so, so day two is pretty rough. We didn't want to start out right over there because it's the time of day that we caught this other one. Kind of seemed like they turned on a little bit later. So we started out the day just in some other deep, deep spots and not really having any luck and made our way over there about 11 o'clock noon and uh fish there for most of the rest of the day and i pulled i pulled two or three fish out of it nothing that was keepers it was just it was so such a hard spot to fish because you had the truck the the bridge grass it was just really hard to target so we actually ended up losing quite a bit of baits throwing at it um and i hooked into what i believe would be the equal size fish you know, looking at the live scope, I could tell there was still those two other marks there that were about the same size as that first fish. And I hooked into him on a crankbait and couldn't tell if it was him or if it was another decent-sized fish. And he wrapped me up in one of them pylons or up under something and got me off, broke me off. So I don't know what I hooked into there, but it was another decent-sized fish. But, no, nothing, nothing else the second day other than just a few little ones. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, man, Brandon, congratulations, dude. Uh, job well done. I'm sure you'll you'll look forward to the next Sealy. And uh, I know he's got a big tournament coming up. Kevin, is it next year or the year after? A million dollar something event? I can't remember yeah. what it is, Steve. It's 24. It's 2024, that same lake. Yeah, yeah. On Rayburn, I know that, yeah. yeah it's on Rayburn. It's, it's a celebration up here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, Bob Seeley always does it right. He's going to do it, do it the right way. And, and uh, but anyway, hey, man, congratulations. Big win for you. Uh, that'll, you'll have a good Christmas now. And uh, so uh, get ready for next year. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Right, I appreciate no it. 
Brandon Hohenstein and uh, the winner of the Sealy Shootout over there at Sam Rayburn uh, this past weekend, so with the 10.30. And, Kevin, I just figured up the average based off the total weight weighed in and the number of fish weighed. 4.33-pound average per fish was what was weighed in at Sam Rayburn. So, uh, again, that just speaks volumes to the quality of the lake and where it's at right now. You know, it really does, Stephen. I was worried about this event. Coming off the Combs event, the weekend before it wasn't very good fishing was not that great the weekend before so and i haven't been on regular so i don't know you know if there was if it was starting to fall off i know the water level was getting lower I, I didn't know what was going on there in the in the combs event but they caught them last weekend i mean it took a, a good three and a half to four pounder every hour and like you better have a six or seven if you want to win an hour every hour Yep. Well, you know, last week we had the opportunity to visit with Brian Bronham, had him on, and he talked about lake turnover. And uh, he said there's certain areas on the lake that were basically unfishable. They just were not producing because of the turnover. And that might have happened. Like, I haven't talked to – I haven't really talked to anybody that fished the Combs tournament, kind of got their opinion on things, but uh, that might be a little bit of what happened. But them boys called them this weekend, Steve, and we, we got a little cold snap coming. And when we come back from break a little bit, we're going to jump more into the opens. But – uh, it's going to be interesting what happens with these fish here after this little cold snap hits this weekend. Uh, and for those open guys next week, coach, I mean, Steve, they could really, they, they could knock it out of the park. I mean, they could be, oh, yeah, it, it, it could be a heck of a tournament and uh, those guys, uh, and you got some of the best anglers in, in, in the world coming in there. So they're going to yeah. figure it out. That's for sure. And uh, yeah. but I can't, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, take one more break. And uh, when we return, we're going to give you the Bass Champs, uh, Championship results, the BAS Open Series from Hartwell, and uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the Open Series AOI standings coming up with one event left uh, for the Central Open. Uh, we'll see what, what how that's going to shake out. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the finest custom-built rods ever made? Then look no further than Pride Rods. Fishing rods built to last and made in Montgomery, Texas. Constructed by Mr. Billy Kistler with the finest Gary Loomis North Fork composite blanks available. They offer a complete line of both spinning and casting rods for both fresh and salt water. Pride Rods do more than pass the eye test. They excel in performance as well. Ask your local tackle dealer if they carry Pride Rods and pick one up and try it for yourself. You'll see why so many anglers are using pride rods to learn more go to priderods.com or call 832-418-6040 the next time you're headed for toledo bend or sam rayburn stop by keith's toledo bend tackle they have an awesome supply of everything you'll need to catch the big ones whether your trip calls for bass fishing white perch tackle catfish bait or the ultimate fighting shiners keith's tackle has you covered Keith and former Elite Series pro Ben Matsubu also have the latest information on what, how, and where you need to be fishing on Sam Rayburn or the Ben. So for all your tackle needs, check out Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle located just off Highway 21 on the Texas side of Toledo Bend or call 409-625-0181. The Lakes Insurance Agency is an independent insurance agency that has been taking care of Texans insurance needs for over 25 years, offering auto, homeowners, boat, RV, life, health, and commercial insurance. Owner Clark Moore is a local guide and tournament angler who understands your insurance needs and wants to be your go-to guy for all your insurance needs. For a free quote, give him a call and see why so many Texans trust the Lake Insurance Agency. Located at 805 Southeast Stalling Suite 3, Nacogdoches, Texas, or 
or call 936-205-4467. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Welcome back. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. This segment presented by Pride Rides, Keith Toledo Bend Tackle, and the Lakes Insurance of Nacogdoches. Two locations, one in Broadus, Texas, on, on the shores of Sam Rayburn, and one right there in the in the city of Nacogdoches. So uh, uh, glad you tuned us in. Appreciate you. Just had Brandon Hohenstein on, the winner from the uh, Bob Seeley shootout this past uh, weekend uh, with the 10.30. Good to see Big Fish still coming in at Rayburn. Uh, but right now, we're going to change gears. Bass Champs, Kevin, just uh, came off the Red River, and it looks like they had a tough go of it. Looks like it was not an easy event uh, for anybody as – uh, let's see. I think a two-day total. It took 25.03 with 10 fish. Uh, it's basically 12 pounds a day, a little over 12 a day. Uh, what did it take to get paid? Four, uh, let's see here. To get paid, it took, they paid all the way down to 40th place. Uh, two-day total of 14.24. So seven and a half pounds a day got you a check. And uh, so... Not the numbers Red River anglers are wanting to see. Uh, was hoping to see better better weights from this event, uh, but you know I've had a lot of pressure on it. Had to open, just came off of there, and uh, so and there've been a couple other tournaments there out of Red River South on and Pool Five. So, but the weights have been pretty consistent. I mean, 12, 13 pounds a day, Kevin. You're in the hunt. Yeah, I mean that, that's kind of where I where I thought would win. I was really. I figured that 24 is 12 a day would win it just coming off the, uh, the open and everything. But uh, I'm really, I say shocked. I'm not really that shocked, but my seven pounds a day to get a check, Steve, that's, that's tough. Um, yeah. that, that can't look good for bass champs, seven pounds a day and that championship get paid. I, now granted, Red River is a great place to go have a tournament. Shreveport is an excellent place. Red River South, an excellent place. But Steve, when you have the number of tournaments, Red River has had this fall in that body of water. It just, them, there's not enough fish there. They're just playing simple. Well, I think that's the key. And, and again, I still commend because I know they're working hard to, to change that Red River Waterway Commission is doing stocking. They got a stocking program that they have implemented over the last couple of years. They're continuing that program to try to get those numbers back up. And uh, hopefully, uh, God willing, and, and, and the creek don't rise or the river don't rise. Uh, it'll, it'll be back to what it used to be in another year or so. Uh, uh, and we may never see that again, Kevin. I know talking to some guys from the Arkansas River that grew up in Arkansas River and how their river system changed uh, over the first 15, 20 years that you were fishing it. All the backwater area disappeared, uh, became farmland because of the way that the Corps of Engineers designs river systems with jetties. And it encourages to take silt and put it in the backwater and fill in that backwater area and they're farming land they used to fish up there and uh so i've got a gut feeling kevin we're heading the same direction on red river yeah no i, I agree I, I agree and i just i hate it it was such good fish for so many years and you know for, it, it's still it, they're, they're still working their butt off the red river waterway commission is is still bringing hats off to them eric gilmore and those guys over there because they're still bringing the tournaments they're still getting them 
Uh, I just hate that it's not showing all of it better than it is. But when you have that, again, you have that many, that big of tournaments, you know, within a month or two on that body of water, it just, it can't hold up. Right, right. Let's switch gears some bass champs. Let's head over to uh, Lake Hartwell. Got the results of that event and that, 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 Kevin, Hartwell kind of showed out a little bit. I mean, it was, it's, of course, it's a, it's a great body of water to begin with. But uh, even over there, and a lot of people attribute to fall, it's fall fishing. I mean, if you came in with 15 pounds a day, you you had a shot. And that's what Tristan McCormick did. He basically came in with 15 a day, and he won the event with 45 pounds uh, even. Uh, to, to, I think that's his first open win. And uh, congratulations to Tristan. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was a it was a, it was a fall term. If, if you can describe fall fishing, that's what Lake Hartwell was for them boys over there. It was top water early in the morning, seeing a lot of top water action. I watched a little bit of live, uh, talked to several of the guys that fished it, uh, and drop shot. You know, it was a drop shot uh, bladed jig. I know a lot of guys. I was shipping a ton of our little V and M little hammers over there. Them guys was catching them on them. Uh, and top and again, top water was was a main player of really getting that big bite first thing in the morning. But it was fall fishing to a T at Lake Hartwell. Yeah, Kevin, I saw I, I I too watched a lot of the live coverage and a lot of Kentuckys, a lot of uh, the spotted oh. bass were being weighed in. Yeah. yeah, good, good, solid two two pound, two and a half pound chunks. And yeah. uh, but spots over there run a little bigger than our spots, like over here in our neck of the woods. They you catch a two-pound spot over here, that's a pretty big spot. But uh, over there, it's pretty common. And uh, but, uh, Brian Smith, uh, Brian Smith, he came in second. He had a three-day uh, three total of 44-7. Brian New, who uh, actually won his very first BASS Elite Series of any ever got in uh, in Florida. Brian New finished third with 43-4. Shane Lindberger, uh, he finished fourth with 42-7. John Garrett. Finished fifth with 42-3. Paul Marks finished sixth with 42-3. Derek, uh, uh, is that uh, Latonin? Derek Latonin, he finished seventh with 41-9. Lucas Murphy was eighth with 40.14. And Matt uh, Pengrak, uh, he had uh, finished ninth with 40. Yeah, had finished ninth with uh, 40.12. And rounding out the top 10, David Gaston finished 10th with 40 point. Five point, yeah, forty point five pounds of fish. So, uh, uh, looks like overall good tournament. Uh, looks like you had to be around that twenty-eight, a uh, little over twenty-eight pound mark to make the cut for the top ten. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Steve, this is huge. Um, you know, this it really sets the stage for the opens at Sam Rayburn. This is the last open there. I'm just making sure I was correct, and I am. This is the last Bassmaster Open. The North is finished and the Southern Division is finished. So this right. this one, the Central is the last one. So <clears throat> this is determining who gets in the Elite Series next year. And, of course, that last classic bird. So a lot of guys are watching this. A lot of those elite guys that, that want somebody, uh, wants a local to win that, that hasn't fished all the open so they don't get that classic bird. So the next elite yep. guy can get in it. And everybody's jockeying for position. They take the top three. Central Open guys, uh, they take the top three from every division and the top three from the Opens. Our boy Nick LeBrun is setting uh, fifth right now in the Central Division standings. Doug Goins, from, who I know pretty well from Lake Charles there, he's setting fourth um, in, those, in, in the Central Open. So, you know, Nick 
going to Sam Raper someplace that he loves to fish and very familiar with. I'm, you know, I'm hoping he gets it done. If he gets it done, does he accept the invite? He just got an yeah. invite to the Bass Pro Tour. So does yeah. Nick accept that invite? Right. And, of course, then you got our good friend and uh, former Natchitoches native Keith Poche leading the AOI going into this event by 39 points. Now, Kevin, how hard is it to make up 39 points? Oh, gosh, Dave, you want me to do math. I was told there would be no math. Um, <laughs> it's hard. That's hard, uh, especially Keith going to Sam Rayburn. Um, yeah. That's it's all you like, to catch him. Is that all you got to do, catch a limit? Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's not like he's going to zero. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like right. he will. I think Keith will do well. The lake is setting up well for Keith and like he how, how he likes to fish uh, shallow. So there's plenty of grass, of course, like we talked about a while ago. Sam Rayburn is grass or deep? Grass or brush pile? Which one right. are you going with? You yeah. know, and Keith, of course, being a shallow guy fishing out of the boat he's fishing out of, he'll be able to go catch them. And I think he'll be able to catch them pretty decent. Yeah, I, I agree. And Keith's no stranger to Rayburn. He should be able to go there. And, and, and again, he's a shallow water guy. We all know that. And that's what he's going to focus on. He's not going to be a guy looking for deep brush piles. I think he's going to go punch that grass. And, again, he's just trying to get five in the boat. He can weigh that 12, 13 pounds a day. He, he's going to probably run away with it, and, and this it'll all be over. But we hope our boy Nick LeBroom can make up this at least, what, two more spots? He needs to go move up two more yeah. spots. He's nine points out of third, which is, you know, just a few places. Yeah. Uh, going, But he is also, let's see, he's got 362. Second place is 390, um, so not, you know, 28 points. And, and it's still doable on Sam Rayburn. Uh, but it looks like. And there's him and Bradley Hallman is tied for fifth place, 362. Doug Goins has 366. Third place, which they take the top three, Todd Reisinger has 371. So it's really going to get interesting, Steve. Um, everybody kind of fighting for that third place position here in this last Central Open. Yeah, of course, Nick's had great success at, at Sam Rayburn. And uh, I don't look for things to change with that. Nick will be well prepared for this event. And, uh, you know, he may have a few, you know, this, is this an event, Kevin, that comes down to area on the lake? You know, Nick's probably got a kind of a, an advantage on some of these guys. He knows some of these really good pockets and ditches and creeks. He knows where they are. He does, Stephen. And uh, another thing, the lake being low is going to play a factor. Um, yeah. I think the locals, I'm not talking about just Nick here, the locals, knowing how those fish set up when the lake gets this low. Because they set up differently. They set up differently in the brush piles. They set up differently in the grass. The shallower fish even set up a little bit differently. I think that's going to, I'm going to say it's going to help the locals a little bit, the, the lake being this low, one, knowing how to get around. Um, but yeah. two, it's how the fish set up. But again, I go back to the, are you fishing grass or are you fishing deep? And that is one thing, Steve, these guys have got to figure out this week. Do they want to put all their eggs in a basket up shallow? Do they want to put all their eggs in a basket out deep? Or do, are they trying to mix it up? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's and, true. and again, we got a cold snap coming. What does this cold snap do to these fish? Uh, it, right. could, it could make them fire, Steve. It could really make them, them fish fire. And, yeah. um, Top and, water and we can really get away. Yeah, and the frog bite could come into play here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and speaking of upcoming events, we got Bass Champs, the Berkeley Big Bass Open uh, next weekend, October 15th and 16th on Lake Fort. And then uh, Kevin and I are going to be involved this weekend, Northwestern State having a bass tournament, October 15th, uh, four lakes to choose from there in that Natchitoches uh, area, Cane River, Red River, Black Lake, and Sibley Lake. So those are the four bodies of water. I'll be helping with the weigh-in there, MC in the weigh-in. Kevin will be there, I'm sure. And uh, so looking forward to seeing all those guys. Great, great benefit tournament for a great program at Northwestern State that Kevin Jean was actually the guy that started, I think, the Northwestern bass fishing program. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was lucky enough to be in college around the time that the whole college deal started. I was a junior at Northwestern State University when the whole college fishing happened. And uh, we, along with the, the help of Jimmy Mitchell, who was a soccer coach here at Northwestern, started up the, the NSU Fishing Club. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's went from there. These guys have taken it way further than I ever probably could have. But and hats off to them. Um, but, you know, it's it's doing well. College fishing overall is just doing really, really well right now. Yeah, it really is. And uh, again, thanks to guys like Kevin that, that started that program. That's one of the reasons that uh, things are flourishing in the college fishing world. So, uh, but anyway, if you're looking for something to fish and you're in that Natchitoches area, hey, stop in, sign up October 15th. That's this Saturday. And uh, for this uh, Northwestern State Bass Fishing Tournament, proceeds all go to the bass fishing team in NSU. So, uh, Kevin, that's all I got. You got anything? I think that, I think that kind of wraps us up, Steve. All right. Well, thank you for tuning us in. Please check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or on our podcast. And uh, if you'd like to become a member of our sponsorship team, please make sure to message us on our Facebook page. Kevin will make sure he sends out a packet, a detail packet, explaining everything uh, all inside that packet, that how you can be a part of our sponsorship family. For Kevin Jean, yours truly, Steve Graff. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week with more Tackle Talk Live.